This is the Evolved Marriage Podcast, episode 19. Today we're talking about our experience with emotional focus therapy. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Welcome everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Happy Monday. (laughs) Whenever you're listening to this. (laughs) How are you feeling, Eric? Uh, I'm feeling good. No, that's a lie. I'm I'm in a funk. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just like threw that answer out there. I'm feeling good. (laughs) That's like the natural answer. I'm good. Good, good, fine, fine, good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in a funk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been like dancing between irritation, anger, sadness, funk, happiness, joy. No. <laughs> it's a bit of a roller coaster today. I you know what? I, I often think though, today's like kind of rainy and crappy. And I think a lot of my mood is affected. I mean, you, you laugh at me all the time. Really, like, it's raining. Eric's going to be in a funk today. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think in my past life, I was definitely like one of the seasons. That was my past life. I was a season. <laughs> yeah, and I'm life. really like into astrology and things like that. <laughs> and I often tell Eric like, ooh, we're in this phase of the moon. No wonder you're feeling that way. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I have no clue what any of that means. But I really appreciate you sharing a lot with thank me. You, thank um, you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little bit bad. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like stressed maybe mm-hmm. is the right word. Our kids are at camp and it's a fully English camp and both our kids are fully French. Mm -hmm. And I feel really, really bad that our four-year-old doesn't really understand what's going on. And she's, you know, shy about making friends because she can't speak to them. All the leaders are are bilingual, so they both speak French and English. So I feel like their safety is fine. They're in a place where the leaders can help them, but... It's just having them, you know, socialize with other kids. I kind of feel bad, you know. Did we make the right choice teaching our kids just French? And and I'm sure it's, I'm just overthinking it. That'll be fine. She's going to learn sign language this week. She's going to learn a lot of pointing. (laughs) That's what I said. I said just say, come, come with your hand and wave and point the things. Yeah, a lot of pushing, a lot of punching to get people away from her. She wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate you sharing that. And I agree. There's like this, this uneasiness, but I think we're making the right choice. Yeah. Well, mm. so today... I'm still not convinced. Yeah, that's so good. We'll <laughs> see you the end of the week. Um, today we're talking about our experience with therapy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this is something Kate and I share a lot about. We're very open about getting each personal therapy, marriage therapy, uh, and we've each done coaching. You know, we've mm-hmm. each received coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate and I, I th- maybe years ago, we were kind of closed off to this a little bit, right? Maybe like six, seven years ago. We didn't come from families who openly you know, invited therapy to their lives, right? It right. wasn't really something that was common. Right, but even just just in our latest um, therapy, um, which was, I mean, we were still doing it a few months ago, um, I still had this mentality about therapy that you have to be a really broken person to go to therapy. Like, mm-hmm. like you're you're messed up Something's if you're going to therapy. Therapy, yeah, yeah. like you should be medicated or something like. And and not to say there's anything wrong with medicated because that helped me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in my head, it was like if you go to therapy, you're an extremely broken person, which is so wrong. Yeah. And I think our experience with therapy completely changed our view of it and that you know the healthiest people in the world still get 
therapy because it's just a way of um, maintaining. It's like maintaining your car, right? You go, you go to the garage for an oil change and things like that. It's just the way to talk things out with a professional who can guide you and help you, you know, understand your feelings, understand your emotions, understand what's going on, maybe deeper than a way that you, you've been able to think about it yourself. So you don't have to be broken to go to therapy is what I'm saying. And and I think that's why we're such huge advocates for it um, because you know, we still have therapy in our lives, which is great. We still have mm-hmm. coaching in our lives. Um, and I always say like, we have an amazing marriage, mm-hmm. but continuing to check in with marriage counseling, uh, in different parts of our marriage, whether emotional, physical or sexual intimacy is really important to us. Um, and I think, you know, me being in the space and being in the coaching space and being in the men's mental health space was really, um, kind of a, you know, woke, woke me up to, I, I got woke, right? If you got you, woke? Yeah, if you will. <laughs> but um, it really woke me up to the power in connecting and opening up about your feelings mm-hmm. uh, and just expressing what was going on, right? Not keeping it all in. Um, because when you really start to long-term see some of the effects around stress, loneliness, right? All these things that you're keeping inside your body and these physiological effects that it's having long term, it can be quite damaging. Right. And a good therapist or coach can get you to a place where you don't even need, think you need to talk about something. And then they help you realize that deep down inside, you've pushed this so far back that you don't even realize that it's having that much of an effect on your life presently. So they help you bring it back to the forefront and really talk about it and really open up about it and and learn that, yes, this is having an effect on me still. And accepting that and working through it with a professional is is so helpful. Yeah. And I think we really want you to take away from this episode, this idea of getting specific about, you know, what your needs are and how others out there can help you. Right. Because for us, when we first started getting into therapy, we bounced around a lot. Yeah. And there isn't one therapist, uh, or or sorry, there's not one person I know who has found one therapist and has stuck to that therapist for their whole lives. Like I don't personally know somebody like that. Maybe you're lucky enough to be a person who's found the one therapist that works for you on the first shot, on the first shot, but it's so rarely happens. So understanding that it's important for you to be open to the process of finding the right therapist for you, but also finding the right kind of therapy. You know, there's cognitive behavioral therapy. There's, you know, emotionally focused therapy. There's, there's so many different kinds of therapies out there and you really just have to find the one that works for you. Yeah. And this can be scary right at the beginning because I think what happened for us when we started going to see different therapists, right? We thought that we were the broken ones and we had Mm -hmm. no clue what was going on. So we would come out of you know, certain sessions and we would be like, wow, that really sucked. But I guess it's, I guess it'll get better. And we're the ones that are screwed up. So the therapist knows what they're doing. Right. Instead of really taking ownership for the situation and saying, that didn't really feel good. You know, so I'm going to try something different and, and, you know, and getting really clear about, I don't really like when somebody just tells me how crappy I am and that I have to change things. Right. That doesn't Mm -hmm. resonate with me or vice versa. Yeah. I don't really like that kind of Freudian style where I just go lay on a couch and talk about it and they're like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, tell me more. Like no solution. That doesn't work for me. Right. right? So getting really clear on what is it you're looking for when it comes to therapy Mm -hmm. and taking ownership of the fact that this is not working for me and I know me and I know what I need help with. Yeah. And I think a big barrier for me when I came to therapy because I'm very, um, I have a lot of like scarcity when it comes to money Mm -hmm. was how much is this going to cost us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think 
for a lot of people, right? You're, you know, we say this all the time in the coaching world, but it's like, you're only invested to the level that you're invested mm-hmm. financially. So typically, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not investing in yourself and, and putting your money where, where your mouth is and having skin in the game, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't really have a lot of value to you. Right. Yeah. So the reality is sadly what was happening to us for those situations, they'd say, yeah, you want to book again? And we are like, whatever, like it doesn't really cost anything. So even if we do book, we're not going to show up. We're just going to cancel yeah. because we didn't see how much we needed that help. And it didn't really have a lot of value for us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different now when we see it, you know, oftentimes when we look at something, we often ask ourselves, you know, yes, there is a financial cost here, but what is the cost of not doing this? Oh, exactly. Right. What and is the cost of not showing up to the gym and working out long-term? What right. is the cost of, you know, not buying healthy food and all that kind of stuff. Right. And what is the cost of not going to therapy? Mm-hmm. And, and to us, it was probably going to lead to divorce. Absolutely. It was, we weren't at a, good place in our relationship. And, um, for us, we really needed to find a therapist when we really got down to it. We really needed to find a therapist that could help us with our inner child, with our own personal issues. Um, so not only were we doing this on an individual basis, but what we found when we finally found, um, a program called emotional focus therapy, um, something that was created by Sue Do- Dr. Sue Johnson. She um, really focuses on attachment styles in adulthood. So really understanding that even as an adult, you need caretaking just as you would take care of your your sad child, that that as a spouse, it's it's your responsibility to also care for your adult husband or your adult wife, no matter what it is that they're going through. Yeah. But seeing further than that, you're not just caring for your adult husband, but you're caring for that little child that's hurt inside of them. So that's really what EFT was able to do for us, was really open up our eyes to each of our inner ch- ch- children. <laughs> Is that plural? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to inner, each of our inner, inner child children. and both of us. Yeah, yeah. And the inner child and both of us. So I was able to see the hurt little boy that was hiding inside of Eric that he maybe talked about in therapy on his own, but never really with me yeah. and vice versa. And then through uh, EFT, we were able to really work on understanding that and how it's showing up in our relationship now. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that it, that really continues to bring awareness in our relationship uh, is this idea that we can help each other continue to heal and grow. Right. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that happened in our past that we still hold on to, right. A lot of this baggage, if you will, a lot of these past pains, these past attachment styles that still show up. And I think, at least me, you know, before I started doing a lot of this work, I thought like, oh, I had to figure all this out on my own and I had to do this all on my own and then show up to be a healthy person yes. in the marriage, right? Yeah. And I think through emotional focus therapy and uh, Sue's work, it, and by the way, if, you know, Sue has a great book out there and there's no affiliation here, but it's called Hold Me Tight. It was a great book. It really helped us on our journey. Um, but what it really made me realize is that this is something that Kate could actively help me with, right? Mm -hmm. So in our marriage, something I'm really open about is the amount of times and the amount of, uh, caretaking you do for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And we kind of joke around about a lot. We're like, I expect you to be my everything. Sometimes I expect you to be the mother that didn't care for me when I was a kid, right? My mom was there and she helped out and she was a strong woman, but she had four kids and she didn't care for me the way that I needed. So sometimes you provide that for me when Mm -hmm. I'm that little boy and I'm sad and I'm scared and you're there just kind of rub my head and you're giving me that kind of love. But in the, you know, on the same day or the next day, I expect you to be this kind of sexual goddess. And that's kind of something we joke around <laughs> yeah. about a lot, but it, it is you helping me 
to heal that inner child because it's not something that I am able to do myself on a consistent basis, right? Me, the adult Eric, taking care of that little boy, I need your help in those moments right? because it still comes up and vice versa, right? Me validating that you are good enough, that you do have this value, you do have a voice, you do have these gifts, right? And really encouraging you to shine, right? Because oftentimes what you experienced growing up was this idea of, hey, you're, you know, you're kind of the normal one. You need to just be quiet and, yeah. and stop causing a fuss. And, and so you learn how to just kind of stay in the background and not make a fuss. And that kind of middle child idea of, <laughs> hey, make sure everybody's okay around me and then I'm yeah. good. You know, it's funny because I want to talk about uh, this as well in our experience in therapy is we, when we were going through a lot of therapists, uh, we had a tendency to go in, right? Because um, I was maybe a little more inv- advanced in, in kind of that mental awareness, you know, since I was a kid and, and the way I grew up, I had a lot of time to kind of figure myself out. Be yeah. Fiercely independent. Understand your emotions right. and understand, yeah, your independence. Yeah. And so oftentimes what would happen is uh, we would go, you know, to our first or second therapy sessions with, you know, random therapists and I would be able to kind of manipulate the conversation <laughs> towards you and like, you know, because it was very safe for me to not talk about myself and not kind of dive deeper into stuff. So I would go in there, I would put on this front, like I knew what I was talking about emotionally. You know, at first glance, the therapist was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. This guy kind of seems to have figured out, I guess. Yeah, whatever, right? And then we'd talk about you and you would kind of enable that conversation of being like, because you firmly believe that like, I'm broken, I'm not as great as Eric, right? That was kind of our dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know, that this kind of oppressor and oppressed in our marriage for so Mm -hmm. long. And so we were creating this relationship with the therapist that everything was centered around you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was very safe for me because I never really had to dive into a lot of my issues. Right. I was always kind of wearing this mask in our therapy sessions um, and it was really focused on you. And the beautiful thing was when we eventually found a therapist that we loved, uh, she would call me out on that. Oh, yeah. She saw right <laughs> through you. She was like, mm-hmm, yeah, Eric. So I know you think you got it all figured out, but yeah, here's where this is coming from. Yeah. And you're using this, you know, you're trying to point me towards Kate. Let's not talk about Kate. Let's yeah. talk about you. <laughs> and she'd right? always bring it back to you and you'd be like, <laughs> but what about Kate? <laughs> right. And, and, and I think that made me uncomfortable at first, but mm-hmm. it was really important for me to experience that with and therapist. to stick through. Yeah. And somebody hold my feet to the fire and saying like, hey, this is both of you here. Yeah. Right? This is not Kate therapy and you're a part of it. This is you, both your marriage and you both have a, a part to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and because- yes, there are things you can do to support Kate and her journey, just as there are things that I could have, I could do to support you in your journey. Yeah. And, and, but we both had inner work to do ourselves individually. That's right. So I think it's really important, you know, number one, the message we want to get across is this idea that, you know, therapy is really valuable in our marriage. And we often encourage other couples, right, to to make sure that they see therapy as this kind of like getting an oil change on your vehicle, right? Like mm-hmm. you said earlier, it's something you check in. Uh, sometimes you need it more often than not. Sometimes you need to jump into therapy every every two weeks, right, to really deal with something. Yeah, and we were there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then sometimes you just need to check in every two, three months, mm-hmm. right? And it's like we just have a standing appointment where we meet, we check in, everything feels good. Here's what's coming up. What do you think? And it becomes like this kind of great three-way conversation with right. your therapist, someone who's highly educated mm-hmm. and knows you, right? A third party that can help you out. Yeah, and a very neutral third party. I know for me, a lot of times I'd say, well, I talk a lot about um, my relationship issues with my friends, with my parents, with my siblings, but it was always very um, biased, right? It was always, oh, poor Kate, or, you know, what about, what is Eric doing, you know? And and a therapist, they they don't take sides. One of the biggest impacts of our journey mm-hmm. through therapy was understanding that um, we could work together as a team to 
resolves conflict that the conflict was the enemy mm-hmm. not eric not me i wasn't bad eric wasn't bad the conflict was bad yeah. and it would be much easier to resolve that conflict to beat down that enemy if we teamed up and fought it together right. um instead of individually or just ignoring it and pretending it wasn't there so that was my biggest takeaway you know when kate and i this was really transformative in our relationship and i don't know if you agree but when we got away from that idea of like, who's the bad guy, who's bad, who's good, mm-hmm. who's right, who's wrong, right? We just understand that, you know, sometimes we make unhealthy choices and we react to each other in a certain way, but we're deeply in love. We will always come back together. So sometimes we have conversations very openly that when I tell other people like, oh yeah, I, t- I say that to Kate, you know, like it's not uncommon where like you'll do something and I'm like, that's extremely frustrating to me. Like mm-hmm. what you just did is very frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, oh, you're mad about it? And I'm like, yes, I'm very mad about it right now. And yeah. I, I don't want to talk. And you're like, cool, you, you okay if I sit beside you? And I'm like, yeah, you can sit beside me, but I'm very mad. And that you, you don't take it personally, yeah. right? You're not, you're not bad. Yeah. When I'm mad, you're not bad. So it's just like, cool, Eric's mad. This is great. I'll yeah. sit with him. I stepped on your toe in the dance and now yeah. I'm going to, whoops, I'll put my foot back to where, where it should be and, and, and we'll keep moving. We'll yeah. keep dancing. We'll keep I got dancing you, until I step on your toe again or you step on mine and then we'll whoop. Right. My bad, sorry. And like, so that's what I'm saying. Like we have a lot of these open conversations and I think bringing those to the forefront and you being able to say like, hey, like I'm being triggered right now. Like your voice is very aggressive and mm-hmm. it's triggering me and, and the story in my head is that you're mad at me. And not and you not taking it personally. Like, right. No, I'm not. And like, oh my gosh, you're so sensitive. It's like, I understand where that comes from because yelling for Kate is such a trigger because of things from her past. And that there's a lot of safety when you open up in that way Mm -hmm. for me to reach and say, I got you. Yeah, you're safe. I get you. Instead of saying like, oh, figure it out. Like, get over it. That's how I'm going to talk. Right. That's just my voice. Right. So there's an opportunity in those moments for me to help you, right? Which is a huge part of what we learn in therapy. When you reach that I... I you receive it. I receive it. Which right. is really important. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, change your life. This is not a sale pitch for EFT. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work for everybody. No, but, but it is a sales pitch for therapy. Get some help, yeah, right? If you like, feel like you're stuck, get some help. Exactly. Whether it's therapy, whether it's coaching, whether it's a workplace uh, talk program, just do it. Just try it. Don't be afraid to try different kinds, different people. If one therapist isn't working for you, try a second session. And then if that's still not working, move on. You're not tied down. It's not a contract. You just need to find the right person that really speaks to you or speaks to you as a couple. And, you know, just, just try. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions around this, you know, we know Kate and I are kind of, you know, in these circles, we know a lot of coaches, a lot of mastermind groups, a lot of different therapists. Um, so if you do need help finding somebody, finding a match, let us know. We can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Check us out on our website at evolvemarriage.com. There's a place there where you can send us some messages. Um, for, you know, young driven fathers, I work specifically with young driven fathers who have trouble with communicating about intimacy and that really want to create deeper, more connected, physical, emotional, sexual intimacy with their spouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys need coaching specifically with that, I'm happy to help you out. Uh, but otherwise, everything is in the show notes. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. And as usual, please share this if you've found some value in it. Uh, we need your help to co-create this movement and to really impact marriages all over the world, right? Lower that divorce rate and continue to create amazing marriages. So thank you so, so well, much. So well said. Oh, <laughs> we, we love you. Uh, thank you so much for continuing to be here and supporting us. Bye. Bye. Bye.